0: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football at large for sportingnews.com. And uh, we finally had a week 14 finish here. And uh, what a surprise it was there with the Dolphins upsetting the Patriots there, 27-20. It was just a shocking result for a lot of reasons from a fantasy perspective perspective for sure but uh, we'll break that down before we get into the pickups that can help you and uh, this is a pretty big week a few key injuries there especially at quarterback that have uh, shaken things up in terms of what you're going to be looking at for not only uh, streamers but uh, guys that can help you in the longer term as well so eh, there's not much long term left right now with only uh, three weeks to go but uh, two weeks in a lot of leagues, but you still have to look at uh, guys that are going to finish strong and be positioned to help your team, and we'll get into that. And never can stop adding guys, even if you're deep in the playoffs, the semifinals, quarterfinals, finals, you need to keep looking to improve your team. So twenty-seven we'll break down this game real quick. The Dolphins, uh, all Dolphins, in terms of the offensive numbers here that really were of note, Jay Cutler, 263 yards, three TDs, his best game as a Dolphin. Looked fantastic in this one. They had a crisp offense going there, pretty well. He had uh, two touchdowns from Jarvis Landry, eight targets, caught all of them, 46 yards, typical output, but two scores in the red zone. He was right there. Kenny Drake was uh, just dominant in this game. 30 touches with no Damien Williams with the, the shoulder injury, there out for another week. 114 rushing, 79 receiving, didn't have a touchdown, but you'll take that kind of monstrous production in any week that uh, flirts right there 200 yards from scrimmage. So Drake is the man, great matchup against the uh, Bills coming up here in week 15, so Drake expect to keep rolling here, I don't know if Damien Williams can go, it's a short week again, so... I don't know if he can be active, but regardless, they're going to keep feeding Drake here is the main part of their offense. The Dolphins really have the offense they've wanted under Adam Gaze here all season, and it's uh, coming to fruition. It led to the big upset, and on the other side, of the defense, the Dolphins' defense, Xavier Howard was toasted just a couple weeks ago against Tom Brady, has a couple picks, had two picks against Trevor Simeon last week, So, so Tom Brady was pretty much rendered to be Trevor Simeon. 233 yards, a TD and two picks, very ugly, it took a lot to get that garbage touchdown late to James White, which turned out to be, but uh, Chris Hogan only had one catch for one yard in his return Brand Cooks, one catch seven targets, he was covered by Howard for most of the game, 38 yards so, I think you have to throw everything out the window, Danny Amendola was the leading receiver here, six for 76 for the Patriots, so not much there. The running game was completely shut down. Rex Burkhead did find the end zone and at 53 yards from scrimmage. But uh, other than that, it was a pretty disastrous game all around. Deion Lewis bottled up as well for uh, five carries, 17 yards, and make up for it with a 50 yards receiving. But still disappointing all around when he expected much bigger things, given what uh, this team again did against the Dolphins just a couple of weeks ago. So, Throw all that out, I think, against the Steelers. Uh, this Patriots team will play a lot better, even on a short week, even with all the struggles they had in this one. Let's now look at the waiver wire work. And Running back is actually not as interesting this week because a lot of things didn't happen there in terms of injuries and uh, no big twists and turns. But more we're looking at guys that are uh, replacements or maybe available in some leagues. Jonathan Stewart is an interesting one for me. In a lot of uh, the shallow leagues, he's been dropped. He's not been played in a lot of leagues he's, just because uh, he's fallen by Christian McCaffrey. But first three-touchdown game of his career, the 60-yard run, the 100-yard affair against the Vikings, and he gets the Packers this week, who are a little bit vulnerable against the run. We saw Isaiah Crowell, a similar runner for Cleveland, to have some success previous week. It was Peyton Barber, so... Stewart, if he's still somehow out there and people are just tired of him and gave up before this uh, brutal Vikings matchup, uh, he's going to have some viability here in the final few games. Remember, they have the Buccaneers next and the Falcons last, so these are some good opportunities for Stewart to be productive. So if he's somehow still out there, go after him easily, and uh, maybe that's true in a shallower league. I was also really impressed the way that Mike Davis ran with feature touches there for the Seahawks and the Rams are pretty vulnerable against the run they've got some injuries there the committee of the Eagles did pretty well getting some chunks so Davis should have some success here he just is, seems to be in the flow of the offense the way that Chris Carson was earlier in the season so that's a good sign here for uh, Davis being pretty productive here they get the Rams they get the Cowboys their next, and the Cardinals they're a tough matchup in week 17 but If you're looking ahead, Davis should have a couple of strong games here to finish overall. And uh, he's not the receiving back. J.D. McKissick is still in that role, but uh, the Seahawks could be in control of this game against the Rams with some of the Rams' injuries playing from ahead, so Davis is a guy this week. The Redskins are also pretty awful there against the run. That's why you have to look at Kerwin-Williams of Arizona. It was not a very good game for anything in that Cardinals-Titans affair, but... uh, that's because the Titans are in defense. is pretty good. The Redskins is not. They've been uh, destroyed here of late by the Cowboys and uh, the Chargers. So look at Kerwin-Williams. If uh, Adrian Peterson doesn't play again, I would suspect that's the case with the neck injury. Kerwin-Williams has to be picked up. And it's probably the last call. And uh, again, it may not be out there in too many leagues. But Theo Riddick, you saw that uh, the Lions pretty much shut down uh, Amir Abdullah for ineffectiveness more so than a neck injury. And Riddick, not only was the ppr type back but he also worked ahead of teon green as the uh goal line red zone type back as well so riddick having a more complete role all of a sudden they're playing the bears this week he did have a good game against them the first time so riddick if he's available in probably in the tenor team league that uh doesn't start too many players of the 12 team league where you're not having a flex riddick still might be out there go after him and make sure he's owned and uh I still like Peyton Barber as a recommendation this week. Doug Martin fumbled, returned. He was ineffective as expected. They forced him into the starting lineup. He did score a touchdown, but Barber was clearly the more effective back. He actually had some a chance to score a short goal line touchdown. Didn't uh, materialize there for Barber. But you look at uh, the matchup against the Falcons, uh a team that they played a couple of weeks ago, Barber ran very well. So Barber in, there in this uh, matchup going forward uh, as the back of choice, you would think, for Dark Cutter and the Bucks, And Rod Smith, the tough, tough to... If you had played Alfred Morris and you had Rod Smith too in your Zeke Elliott insurance to see that uh, Rod Smith went off so big, just random big plays there, and the Giants are just awful. That was a product of the Giants' issues more than uh, maybe Rod Smith being that dominant runner, but definitely against the Raiders a bit... Um, Smith has value as well as uh, Morris here. Morris was pretty solid in that game, so keep that in mind. But the game flow should favor the the Cowboys in this one against the Raiders. Should be able to run all over them, so Smith has value and should be there. This is the last week, remember, for Smith and Morris with uh, Ezekiel Elliott cleared to return from suspension there in Week 16. So could get Ezekiel Elliott for a championship game against the Seahawks uh, if you make it that far. Now, people ask me all the time since I started this podcast, who do I like to win, Cowboys or Raiders, Buccaneers or Falcons? Those are the primetime games of the week. And if you want to get it into those primetime action windows there, the best way to do that is with mybookie.ag. They're by far the best experience I've had in terms of wagering online. They have a streamlined website. It's also easy to make wagers on the go with mybookie.ag and the best of all thing there is when you play and you win you get paid quickly at mybookie.ag they've been in this business for years they've got some great player perks as well and for listeners of locked on fantasy football if you enter the promo code locked on you can take advantage of that uh 100 deposit match bonus there so do that for sure take advantage of that and uh, sign up and you can uh, get into the action it's it's a lot of fun and my bookie makes the experience so pleasurable and a breeze to work with and you want to get in on the action before it's too late there's only three more weeks in the 2017 nfl season so my bookie you play you win you get paid use the promo code locked on to take advantage with your first deposit and uh, have a chance to uh, win big before it all ends here this season. Now we'll move on to quarterback, and uh, the big thing that everyone wants to know is, how am I going to replace Carson Wentz? Now, Aaron Rodgers for some might be an option, but uh, as of this time, we're not 100% sure he will play this week. He could be very useful for you next week in week 16. But uh, Aaron Rodgers... uh, Just not available in too many leagues. People knew this was coming, so they held on to him, and that was a wise decision. So you got probably left to look elsewhere there for your quarterback solution, especially if you lost Wentz. Another streamer also went down for the season there in Josh McCown. So one less option there that you're not going to look at with Bryce Petty in that Jets mix. So two options gone, one a regular starter, one a... uh, kind of a streamer, and one regular option returning in Rodgers. But the one guy I really like this week is Blake Bortles. He's played really well. If you've looked at his Yahoo scoring, he's been over 20 points a game for three straight weeks. He's just been dealing. They're more confident to throw of the ball. The running game has worked so well that uh, D.D. Westbrook has become a big factor there, as well as Keelan Cole and uh, Marquise Lee, and, you know, he's Mercedes Lewis. So Bortles is just in a groove. He's moving around well using his legs to buy time, throw the ball downfield. Very similar to a couple years ago when he had the ton of turnovers but a lot of fantasy points and was a, a very uh, solid QB1 with going over 30 touchdown passes. He's kind of looked at that mode, except he's been more efficient. So you got to love it. It's the matchup against Houston at home. We know Jimmy Garoppolo had a solid uh, 17-point day. could have been a little bit bigger, but he went over 300 yards easily in a close game. So... Bortles is a guy that you want for sure in your lineup as a streamer. I think he's a great DFS play this week. But if you lost Carson Wentz, there's a very good chance that Bortles is sitting out there because he's Blake Bortles and people just don't believe what he's doing. But the numbers don't lie there. It's very similar to what McCown was doing and uh, people were kind of ignoring it consistently. But Bortles is getting it done. The matchup is good. And uh, you've got to like Bortles... For sure and uh this week and uh go there and next week it's the 49ers and they close with the Titans so if you play through week 17 uh, there are some great things for Bortles speaking of 49ers and I mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo and working against the Texans you gotta love what he's done as well and yeah he now he gets the Titans defense at home so first home start as a 49er for Garoppolo came in and that uh, one game mopped up through a touchdown late but uh, Garoppolo has had picks, his first two career picks in the first two games. I think he can clean it up. The Titans' secondary is a mess. Marquise Goodwin, he's locked in with him. He's locked in with the tight ends and fullbacks and all the other receivers right now. Jimmy Garoppolo just looks the part. Now, we can't wait for him to be drafted in a season long in 2018. I think he could be really special. But for the short term now, got the Titans. The, I mentioned the Jaguars coming up in week 16. May not be usable against that defense, but. This particular week, you got to love him at home. The momentum is there. Everything points to Garoppolo keeping it going. And uh, at some point, he is starting to have that little Tom Brady feel in him. It's, I know it's a way early, but there's just something about him the way that Tony Romo came in the league, the way Brady came in the league, that he just got it right away in his uh, first uh, couple action, extensive action opportunities. And the Garoppolo. Some plays there this week, particularly some Bortos or Garoppolo, are fantastic choices this week. If you lost wins, hopefully you can get one of them. And if you get shut out, you also have uh, Jay, Joe Flacco that you can look at for sure. And uh, Flacco is get the, getting the Browns this week. Typically plays well against them. I think the Browns could actually put up a fight in this one. So Flacco is just not going to hand off to Alex Collins, and that's that. I think Flacco... With the weapons and the Brown secondary struggling, uh, giving up big plays still all around, I think Flacco could be of use to you as well. So, Borders of Garoppolo, people may be crashing hard, especially the streaming people, but uh, if you get really get stuck, Flacco is a way to go as well. And then, one other way, don't forget, sometimes the best option is the direct replacement here. I remember a long time ago with Kurt Warner when he was the starter and. Uh, he missed some time. Trent Green stepped in there was very effective. Uh, some systems are just very good. The Eagles system has that potential here. The, the Giants are on the schedule here. We know the Giants are just being ripped apart. Uh, Dak Prescott had the honors here last week. They're just not feeling anything at this very moment. Uh, you got to look at Nick Foles in this one for sure. He has a chance to just facilitate himself with the Alshon Jeffrey. No, Janoris Jenkins on the other side. The Giants can't cover the tight end. We expect Zach Ertz to be cleared to play this week and return. We know Trey Burton was still pretty effective. So, Foles has got the weapons, the running game. Everything should set up where Foles can be comfortable. I think he probably has a lower ceiling than Carson Wentz, but he's a pretty high floor here. So, if you're looking for ceiling, I think you have to go Bortles, Garoppolo, in that sense. But, Foles can be pretty steady as well. So, Plenty of options, don't panic. Uh, if you're down Wentz and Rodgers isn't available, there are guys that can really help you this week. We look at wide receiver, and uh, for me, the number one for sure is uh, D.D. Westbrook. And I lo- really liked his matchup, I mentioned, because of uh, Byron Maxwell. And uh, it turned out that Westbrook and Keelan Cole took advantage of that. But Bortles-Westbrook stack is looking pretty nice here. The Texan secondary is an absolute mess. They could not handle Marquise Goodwin. They couldn't handle any of the inside receivers either for the 49ers. So Westbrook, similar, and there's more and more trust with Bortles, and that's been part of the uh, rise of Bortles here, that he can go away from other guys. There aren't Marquise Lee, even without Allen Robinson, without Allen Hearns. He's found these other guys to be valuable. So just think when Robinson and Hearns are in this mix next year, things could be really special for the Jaguars. But Westbrook, the rookie, is getting it, and he's coming through. I mentioned uh, the Browns and uh, putting up a fight. Josh Gordon had a nice game there scoring uh, against the Packers, but sort of Corey Coleman. Gordon naturally helped Coleman get open, and we know this Ravens secondary can struggle. They do have Marlon Humphrey there that uh, can be effective uh, without Jimmy Smith, but that should only help Coleman open things up if they put Humphrey on Gordon. You expect Coleman to have some opportunities here in this game, so Coleman is definitely an option. He could have been dropped a couple weeks ago when he had... uh, Zero catches and uh, targets there for the Browns in the first game with Gordon back against the Chargers, but definitely was a big factor last week with Kenny Britt being officially dumped from the Browns, so Coleman could have value as well. That same game, we have to look at Mike Wallace. He's been pretty solid here, even when he's not making the big plays and scoring, and uh, clearly the Ravens' number one receiver there, Jeremy Macklin, taking a back seat. So uh, Flacco and Wallace is another thing you can look at as a stack as well this week. and uh, With the Packers, uh, if the Rodgers' return happens, you have two guys that pop up on the radar. All of a sudden, Jordy Nelson. I doubt he's been dropped in a lot of leagues, but maybe out of frustration in 10-teamer with him doing nothing and uh, with with Devontae Adams going off and Brett Hundley locking in more with Adams. But he could have been dropped, but if he's out there, it's more likely that Randall Cobb is going to be out there. This team doesn't really have a tight end. Anymore. They want to spread the field. The Panthers can really struggle with the slot here, and uh, Cobb could be a big factor with Rodgers returning here in this one. So that's pretty much it for wide receiver. There's not too much there that you can look at for uh, a big pickup. So it's not too many things shook up at that position. Same thing with tight ends. Uh, I will mention quickly that uh, we really have Eric Ebron and uh, one other guy I'll mention Ebron you look at him and uh, the volume was there he's been used more so so much for the Kenny Galladay thing that's happening the Lions starting to trust Ebron more playing the Bears this week Ebron is in a good position to do some damage there so you have to go after Ebron if he's still available he's one of those guys that are hit or miss when you play him it's very hard but uh, that's where you look at and one other guy I'll mention is Adam Shaheen of the Bears that same game, the Lions have really struggled against the tight end. Uh, Last week it was O.J. Howard doing the damage. We thought it could be Cameron Brape, but still it got done by O.J. Howard. You look at Adam Shaheen, another rookie with a big body, not taking too long after Howard in the draft, mind you, came through big time for the uh, Bears there against the Bengals. Very similar issues the Lions have in coverage. So Ebron and uh, Shaheen, Shaheen? I'm not chasing box score with him. I think this guy is major upside. He's really the number one target if he can uh, get open there for Mitchell Trubisky. I think next year Shaheen will be a popular sleeper, but he could be a very useful streamer for you this week. Now, who are the next wave of stars that are going to uh, really make a difference in the NFL the way that uh, Howard and, and uh, Shaheen and uh, in some games David Njoku splashed on the scene as a rookie tight end? Well... The best way to find that out is with Joe Ledyard and Trevor Sycamore on your Locked On draft show on the Locked On NFL Network. It's a great show resource for you to know what's coming up here in April in the 2018 draft and uh, kind of get an idea of the offensive skill players. We know there's a lot of good quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, maybe Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and uh, Josh Allen. So a lot of quarterbacks that could change up uh, fantasy football next year as well as uh, running backs such as... uh, Saquon Barkley so can't wait to find out more about those guys it's time to go draft mode the season's going to end it's all going to be draft after that so check on that show and uh, we'll uh, keep promoting them and uh, we hope that you listen to draft and fantasy football and are obsessed as much as we are on the Locked On NFL Network. Now we'll close looking at some uh, defenses and special teams here and then look maybe ahead to some thoughts to week 15. We look at one defense that you have to really like this week is the Arizona Cardinals came through against the Titans have a good matchup there against the Redskins this week. The Redskins offensive lines beat up The Cardinals defensive lines. Pretty good. So you got to go there uh, for sure. Another one. I kind of like sneakily some people like the Titans and they could get some sacks in this one and uh, Jimmy grapples turned it over, but i much prefer the 49ers in this one. They're playing a lot better defense as well as with Jimmy Garoppolo in there. So home bump there for the 49ers. And uh, I think you'll see uh, them be a little bit more effective than the Titans, much like the Cardinals were to Titans last week. And then you have the New Orleans Saints. you got to look at them. They're getting Bryce Petty at home. I mentioned Josh McCown is down. Bryce Petty's home is now playing in the Superdome. This week the Saints can uh, prey on pretty weak passing offenses as we've seen and there's no real consistent threat to run from the Jets either as well. So I really like the Saints as the ultimate streamer this week but Cardinals and uh, Titans and 49ers could also be out there to help you in this critical time of the season but the Saints probably going to be the most readily available and that can have a big impact for you this week. So there you have it. There's a Another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football in the Books. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes to get this podcast delivered to you on a regular basis. And check out our new platform, Off Panoply. We love it, and uh, we hope you're loving it as well as we cl- get closer and closer to the end of the 2017 season. Fantasy season's almost ending here. But uh, we appreciate uh, that you listen. And week 15, we know the big game will be the Patriots-Steelers will be back to break that down tomorrow with a matchup Wednesday. The nitty-gritty of looking at all these games will have a little bit more information on who's playing, who's in and out, and all that and the good stuff. And uh, Look forward to that for Locked On Fantasy Football. And remember, tomorrow is also Draft Wednesday where we'll have a shot to uh, set up that league on draft for listeners uh, as well. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this is uh, Vinny Iyer.